Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here is the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, I am honored to welcome Brigitte Gabriel, who is a national security analyst, a New York Times bestselling author. She is the founder and chairman of Act for America. Her latest bestselling book is called Rise in Defense of Judeo-Christian Values and Freedoms. Welcome to Core Principles, Brigitte. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm delighted to be with you. Well, the first thing, I want to wish you happy birthday. I believe you celebrated your birthday two days ago, and I hope you have you. many, many more uh, with rich blessings. And today, of course, I want to talk with you about the attacks against Israel. You are a true expert on the kinds of terror that Hezbollah, Hamas, and similar groups can inflict, and your insights are especially valuable. First, I want to give listeners who may not know your backstory a little bit of information about you, and uh, you grew up in Lebanon. Uh, most of your teenage years were what we would describe as pretty horrific. Uh, for the benefit of some of our listeners who may not know Brigitte Gabriel's story, would you share some of that with us, please? Yes, sure. Um, I was born and raised in Lebanon, which used to be the only majority Christian country in the Middle East. Uh, we were open-minded, we were fair, we were tolerant, we were multicultural, we prided ourselves on our multiculturalism, we had open borders, we welcomed everybody from all the surrounding Arabic nations because we wanted to share with them the westernization which we had created in the heart of the Middle East. Boy, does that sound familiar so far? Um, we we uh, you know, Beirut became Paris of the Middle East, the banking capital of the Middle East. Unfortunately, all that began to change because we imported people into our country who did not share our values. My 9-11 happened to me in 1975 when uh, actually Palestinian radical Islamists uh, blew up my home as they were trying to take over our town, uh, bringing my home down, burying me under the rubble wounded. Uh, I ended up in a hospital for two and a half months and uh, later ended up living in a bomb shelter in an eight by 10 room without electricity, without water and very little food. And that's where I lived for the next seven years of my life, robbed of my youth. Um, at what point we thought the whole world forgot about us. In the beginning, we thought, you know, of course, America is going to wake up and see what's happening in Lebanon, the war that has been declared on the Christians by the Muslims. Uh, the, 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 the thing that started the Lebanese war was actually a Palestinian gunman walking into a church on a Sunday morning and opening fire at worshipers, killing few people and injuring over 100. That's what started out the all-out civil war. Uh, but, but the war in Lebanon was not a civil war. It was a war between Palestinian radicals that we have imported into the country and, and, uh, and the Lebanese Christians. And the Palestinians tried to create a base from which to fight Israel, kill the Jews, and throw them into the sea. And they were joined by Islamic radicals who came from all 
over the Middle East to fight with them in Lebanon to basically fight the Jews. And that ended up destroying Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon today is, as you know, a terrorist hub, a terrorist base for Hezbollah, a terrorist organization funded and uh, financed by Iran and controlled by Iran. And look at it now. The whole Middle East is about to blow up um, in a major war. Nothing has changed from the time I was a 10-year-old little girl in 1975 till today. The same players with the same hatred directed against the infidels, Jews or Christians. In this case, the Israeli state is the bullseye. Um, and here we are again talking about the same thing. Actually, ironically, this is one thing that's important pointing out. Today is the 40th anniversary of the bombings of the Marine in Lebanon, Marines in Lebanon. Uh, back in 1983, Hezbollah was a one-year-old organization, and look how far they have come in 40 years. And here we are today, our American ships are in the Mediterranean, almost getting ready to get into a war with Hezbollah as we stand and support the fight with Israel. Amazing. Solomon observed thousands of years ago, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, Israel is, again, under attack. Uh, primarily from Hamas to start with. And uh, I was thinking as you shared some of your experience, Brigitte, uh, we had some friends who, uh, because of work, were assigned in Israel. They were awoken on the uh, 7th of October to shrapnel hitting their house. And they spent mm -hmm. just a day and a half in the bomb shelter. Uh, I can't imagine seven years of that. Uh, well, uh, there are these pro-Palestinian groups around the world cheering these terrorists on, and uh, they're cheering them on as they murder innocent people. I saw a video from Australia, like the day after, or maybe on the 8th of October, of people in Australia in front of the beautiful Sydney Opera House chanting, gas the Jews. I cannot believe what I was seeing. Hezbollah is another group, and you mentioned and they're poised to strike. You observe that Iran and Syria are behind them. What makes this such a dangerous situation and maybe more dangerous than a lot of us in the Western world might think or realize? The danger is because the stakes are higher right now. When you look at, obviously, Hamas is a terrorist organization. It is bad. It is attacking Israel. Hamas does have chapters in the United States. But dealing with Hezbollah takes it to a whole different level. Hezbollah is an army. They are very well trained. They have discipline. They have strategy. They have hierarchy. They have incredible equipment supplied to them by Iran. Hezbollah has 150,000 rockets spread across 40 villages in southern Lebanon directed at Israel. If Hezbollah decides to unleash their armaments, they can literally overwhelm the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome can only intercept in Israel a few bombs at a time. But when you launch a barrage of rockets by the thousands per minute directed at Israel, there is no way the Iron Dome can protect a lot. And Hezbollah can reach anywhere they want in Israel. This is why uh, the, the Hezbollah threat is so real, because Hezbollah has committed terrorist attacks on four continents across the globe in the 40 years they have existed. And a weapon is being supplied to them through Syria. So Iran and Syria are in cahoots with each other. Iran supplies Hezbollah with weapons coming through Syrian airports and Syrian channels. This is exactly why Israel bombed the Syrian airport uh, last year, uh, last week, especially in Aleppo, and as well bombed seven trucks carrying ammunitions from Syria 
into Lebanon. That's the danger. Another reason why it is so dangerous with Hezbollah getting into the war is Hezbollah has anti-warship missiles that can target our ships in the Mediterranean right now. You know, we have so many ships right now ready on standby to get into the war in case Hezbollah gets involved. Well, Hezbollah just released a video last week showing them attacking like a like a propaganda video showing them how they are going to attack our ships. Hezbollah also has drones equipped with ammunition that can drop ammunition. That's what makes it so very dangerous. If Hezbollah gets into the war, Iran is going to get into the war. It's going to be Iran's excuse to get engaged in this war. And we could be looking at World War Three. Here, everybody was up against President Trump, the president that they said he's going to destroy the economy, he's going to drag the world into war. And it's the same people who opposed President Trump actually elected somebody who is dragging us into World War Three and have destroyed the economy. And that's why right now I encourage people to go to our website. If my message resonates with you, if my clear voice and my message resonates with you, go to actforamerica.org right now and join us. We are working on multiple bills in Congress right now. Uh, for example, we have a bill about to be introduced that is going to stop any Palestinian refugees coming into the country. Zero. We we have enough terrorists in America. We have enough terrorists trying to come into America. The last thing we need is terrorists come, be importing terrorists from the Palestinian territories. So I encourage people listening right now, go to actforamerica.org and join us. We have another petition. We are working with Congress right now, with members of Congress, as soon as they elect the speaker on right now censoring uh, Rashida Tlaib and expelling her from Congress. There is no reason why a member of Congress would put a Palestinian flag in front of her office in Congress. She is an American member of Congress elected by Americans to serve America's interests, not to serve a foreign government or a foreign entity, especially a, a terrorist designated Palestinian entity. So we want her censured and we want her expelled from Congress. Uh, we have so many bills that we are working on right now. To give you an idea, we are working on a bill in Congress right now. Um, and again, the name of the website is actforamerica.org. Go right now and sign our action alerts. Take action on the many action alerts we have on the website. One bill we are working on right now is uh, about to introduce is to stop our universities, put a cap on our universities from accepting foreign students who are coming to our universities. When you look at all these people demonstrating at our universities right now, and you see them waving Palestinian flag, the majority of them are foreign students by the thousands that we have imported into our country. They qualify to come here on a foreign student visa. They are paid for by some Saudi uh, foundation or some Gulf foundation. They come here, they immediately join the Muslim Student Association, and they start brainwashing our young American nitwits who don't even understand their own history, let alone foreign history. And that's what we are seeing with the demonstrations on our college campuses are the result of this importation of foreign Muslim radical students who despise America, who despise Israel, who are now turning our own children against our own country. So we have a, a bill about to be introduced in Congress. Make sure you go to our website, actforamerica.org. Sign up to receive our emails and action alerts so you can be notified as soon as we have the bill introduced. 
Also, stand with us in any way you can. Support our work. Become a member. Let's all come together to preserve our country. The time for education is over. Now is the time for action. Go to actforamerica.org right now and join us. Thank you. We're talking with Brigitte Gabriel, uh, and she is the founder and chair of Act for America. Uh, you can hear that she is an expert on this topic and very passionate, and it's great to be on her team uh, in this important uh, issue. Now, you've hit on several things, Thank Brigitte, you. that I want to ask you about during the course of our conversation. One had to do with university students, and clearly you've hit on one of the key areas of why they're uh, thinking the way they are. Um, one other area that in my uh, preparation for today's talk, I just found that the New York Post published observations by Lori Goldstein, who was a diversity, equity, and inclusion director. And I'm going to quote what she said. I can safely say that toxic DEI ideology deliberately stokes hatred towards Israel and the Jewish people. This outpouring of anti-Semitic hatred is the direct result of DEI's insistent that Jews are oppressors, end quote. Now, Brigitte Gabriel, how do we effectively counteract this corrosive DEI indoctrination, not only in schools, but also in corporations? Well, thank you for asking this question. This is a great question. Diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, have been mostly promoted by Jewish leftists, period. They are the ones who are the major funders for our universities because they thought if we just appear to be inclusive and, and we're so wonderful and we accept all people and we stand up for the rights of all people, they thought that the Palestinians or the leftists or the Islamists are going to leave us alone because, look, we are standing for Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter was the first organization to turn against the Jewish people in America and start, you know, standing with the Palestinians as with Hamas, the terrorist organization. The, the Jewish people with all their good heartedness and they are good people and they have good hearts thought that if we stand with the Muslims in America, we're going to show them how wonderful we are, that we are not going to allow the so-called, quote, white supremacists or the people who are warning on terrorism like me and the many other conservative speakers who have been warning about the radicalism within the Islamic community in the United States. We were condemned number one by the Jewish community. When you Google my name, my name is ruined on the internet, not by Muslim organizations, not by the Council on American Islamic Relations, but it's ruined by Jewish lefty organizations like the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, who was the first to designate me and designate my organization as a hate group by the Southern Property Law Center, who do the same thing. So I think this has been a teachable moment, a wake-up call for the Jewish community to wake up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. These are the same people we funded. They were the majority donors for Black Lives Matter. These are the people we stood with, the Muslim community. They are the first people marching in our universities on the streets calling, kill the Jews, burn the Jews. And so they are realizing, what have we done? This does not turn out the way we expected it to turn out. And I truly hope that this is truly a wake-up call to the Jewish community to realize that Everything we have been warning about, the danger of diversity, equity, and inclusion, the danger of teaching hatred against America, destroying our history, destroying our the statues of, of, of George Washington and our founding fathers, destroying everything America stood for, 
is basically it's coming to backfire on the same people that actually promoted these ideas because these ideas go against everything that made America great, go against everything our founding fathers stood for, go against supporting safe communities with our police, you know, protecting our communities. The first people to be victims of hate crimes are the inner city people, are our Jewish people. You want to have police securing communities. You want to support conservatives who are standing up for Israel. Look, they despise President Trump. President Trump has done more for Israel. Uh, 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 nobody has done more for Israel since Ben-Gurion, the founder, the father of the state of Israel, uh, more than any other Democrat. So I hope this is a wake up call and a teachable moment, especially for all the Jewish left, who is the majority funders and donors to to all the Ivy League colleges, American universities, and um, you know who are funders and supporters of organizations? Uh, you know, I mean, the ACLU basically is the legal arm of care, the Council on American Islamic Relations. The uh, ACLU is mostly supported and funded by Jewish donors. The Southern Poverty Law Center is is Jewish fund founded and supported by the Jewish donors. The ADL, the Anti Defamation League, is uh, is a one hundred percent funded and supported and founded by Jewish donors. I pray to God this is a wake-up call to them. Yes, and there's a key thread throughout all that you just said, Brigitte, uh, and that is the word leftist. And it's yes. important listeners uh, key in on what she just shared because uh, all of this, and if you think of the worst uh, anti-Semitic group, uh, you know, stereotypically in the history of the world, the National Socialists, People say, yeah. oh, well, that's the right wing. No, they were primarily socialists. They were left wing. All tyranny is left wing. That's large government with lots of control right. over the populace. The right wing is small government, limited government. And in America, right. United States constitutionally limited government. That's what right. the right wing is. Leftists are about large government, puppet mastering everybody. And we see the results. The common thread is leftism. It, it binds uh, the BLM people. It binds the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center and other, you know, even Hamas and Hezbollah. You could categorize them as left. They want uh, to institute government control with them. It'll be religious government control with their Islamic rules. But leftism is the key thread. Well, you mentioned President Trump, and I wanted to ask you about him. Uh, I miss him a lot. <laughs> Joe Biden can't get the leaders of the Middle East to take a meeting with him. He can't get them to take him seriously. President Trump obviously had their proper attention. And things like the Abraham Accords were an example of his success at maintaining some level of peace throughout his first term. So I want to ask you, Brigitte Gabriel, do you have hope that we will get President Trump back in office? And can he once again fix some of the problems that the Democrats have let get out of control? I do have hope that we can get him back in office as long as Americans stop being spectators and become engaged as activists, as community organizers, wake up, especially patriotic Americans. And that's exactly why I keep pushing act for America. Go to actforamerica.org. We didn't name the organization Think About America or Hope for America or Pray for America, but act for America because you can think and hope and pray. I talk to a lot of Christians who say to me, oh, Brigitte, I'm praying for our country. You know, it's important to pray, but you have to be 
engaged. You have to take action. You have to understand how you can be effective in your activism. And I do believe that that a lot of Americans are waking up. A lot of Americans right now are waking up and realizing uh, Obama has destroyed our political capital across the world. The reason why people do not want to meet with him, they have no respect for him. He's a senile, bambling idiot. Not only we saw it, that we see it, but the whole world sees it. Who are we kidding? Who are we? Who do we think we're propping up? You know, we may think all of us are stupid Americans. The rest of the world is not stupid. That's why they have no respect for him. Biden is destroying the Abraham Accord and every single thing that President Obama, uh, President Trump has done. Look, as soon as Biden became president, he opened up again the aid to the Palestinians. Biden today is as responsible for the killing of the Israeli citizens, the innocent Israeli citizens that died as much as Hamas is, because he is the one who approved the checks to start going back to Hamas. He is the one who reversed every single policy that President Trump has done. Look, we had Iran by the throat. America, Iran was choking. And what did Biden do as soon as he became president? Opened up the floodgate and financing Iran. That's why we need to wake up. We need to realize we can no longer go down this path. I know that everybody says every election, oh, Brigitte, this is a very important election. And yes, every election is important. But now, this election in 2024 is the most important election because it's an election about the survival of the United States. Obama has done so much damage in six years. President Trump reversed it all. But then Biden came and look what happens when we have a weak president in the United States. The whole world falls apart. And that's why we need to bring back President Trump. I believe Americans will wake up and bring back President Trump. And I can tell you that we at Act for America are working on different legislation nationwide to secure our elections, to get rid of the machines, to pass bills that says you have to be able to have a proven national ID in order for you to be able to vote, not just a student pass, but an actual driver's license that says you are a citizen of the United States of America to be able to vote. We have many campaigns and many bills uh, like that in our website. Go to actforamerica.org, click on Act Now. You'll see uh, Act Now National, Act Now State. We have multiple bills. You can even check our uh, bills by category, whether it's about the border, whether it's about election, and take action on those campaigns that we have. Together, we can secure our elections in our country. It is so important. Uh, actforamerica.org. Uh, get involved in securing elections, folks. That is vital. They stole the 2020 election, and they stole some of the 2022 midterms, but there were three states that showed us how it's done. Iowa, Ohio, and Florida did things that Brigitte Gabriel mentioned in terms of requiring identification, cleaning up voter rolls, and uh, not having a free-for-all mail-out ballot. That's right. And we worked on those bills, by the way. We worked on those bills with the state legislatures, and that's how we were able to pass them. We were able to uh, notify our members in those states and say, this bill is introduced, bombard your elected officials, and we gave them the names of all their elected officials. And you'll see, once you go to the Act Now campaigns on actforamerica.org, you'll be able to see how the system works. That's how we were able to pass these bills. And that's why I tell people, we uh, sign up to get our emails and action alerts. We need to know where you are when we introduce the bill this legislative session we've got one year to do it when 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 all the state legislators start meeting in early 2024 we want to pass as many bills as possible in as many states to secure victory in the 2024 election yes and the results 
were visible in 2022 midterms. Those three states, Iowa, Ohio, and Florida, which are usually toss-ups, went red tsunami. It can happen yeah. nationwide. We've got to get involved. Actforamerica.org. Well, I wanted to ask you also about the news media, Brigitte. Uh, you were a news anchor for World News in Israel, and you know how important accuracy is in reporting. Uh, we see now that the current news media, more than ever, seems they want to be first rather than accurate or truthful. And some even let their own agenda drive what they present. How can we citizens best stay informed? Ah, oh, well, the first thing I can say is, thank God Twitter is in the hands of Elon Musk. So at least with Twitter, you know, you're getting the, the, the right views because you have the left who can post and you have the right who can post, but they're not being censored the way everything else is censored. People need to get, the wonderful thing about the internet right now is you can get your news and information from different sources. Uh, you can get uh, from shows like yours. You can get from different broadcasts and you can evaluate information. You can get information from actforamerica.org. You know we're gonna be able, we're gonna give you the truth. Look, we are equal opportunity offenders. We offend the right and the left. We don't care as long as we tell the truth and we do what is right by America. Because political elected leaders are going to come and go. So, you know, when I started Act for America, Obama was in office. Obama came and left. Romney ran and lost. McCain ran and lost. Bush came and left. Uh, President Trump came and, and, and he's no longer in the White House. Biden is at the White House. Biden is going to leave. And even if we get President Trump back four years later, President Trump is going to leave. We are still here. Our goal is to protect the United States of America. So I tell people, don't focus on the personality. I know a lot of people, when they look at the elected officials, they say, oh, I cannot stand him, or oh, I love him, or oh, I cannot stand his tweets, or oh, I love Biden. Don't look at the personality. It doesn't matter for the four years who's running the country. You have to focus on the long-term preservation of our freedom and the long-term preservation of the United States of America and elect people who are devoted to preserving those freedoms. And the difference cannot be any more glaring than what we are seeing today between the left and the right. So if you are for secure borders, if you are for preserving the Constitution, if you are for uh, standing with our law enforcement and defending our communities, if you are for preserving our history and against the destruction of our statues, you know exactly where to look. Go to conservative website and read conservative uh, media. You know, if you are for the destruction of the United States, the, the, the lawlessness, no police zones in any community, if you are for destroying our heritage, if you want to change the constitution, change our bill of rights, if you are anti-speech because some speech offends you, go watch CNN. The difference is very clear right now. And so people have multiple places on the conservative side where they can get their information. And I encourage them to join an activist organization like mine, actforamerica.org. We are turning every citizen to become a keyboard activist. Everybody can be a keyboard activist. Everybody has a computer. Everybody has a phone. Everybody can click a few buttons and take actions to influence policy and pressure elected official. We send you all the information you need, notify you about bills coming down for a vote, issues in your community. Join us. Go to actforamerica.org and sign up to get our emails today. 
Well, you're a strong leader, Brigitte, and I'm thankful I'm going to be on your team. Um, Well, I like to conclude uh, interviews, particularly about heavy topics like this, by asking the guest for some encouragement. But I'm going to set this question up with uh, something that's been on my mind here since the 7th of October. And I know you, Brigitte Gabriel, are a woman of strong faith. Uh, I have been thinking about this prophecy that was shared with Zechariah. And it says in the 12th chapter of the book of Zechariah, on that day, the Lord will shield those who live in Jerusalem so that the feeblest among them will be like David. And on that day, I will set out to destroy all the nations that attack Jerusalem. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn as for an only child, end quote. And we, of course, cannot know when these things are going to happen. But as we're living in increasingly chaotic times, can you offer our listeners some encouragement, Brigitte Gabriel, as one who has survived some of the most chaotic and worst of times? Not one hair on your head will be touched without God allowing it to be touched. You know, I wake up every morning and I pray, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because when I speak, I know that I am doing the right thing. And, and, and you know, goodness will always prevail. I'm a firm believer in that. Evil will never win over the good. We just need enough good people to stand up and be counted. And I am very encouraged to see that America is rising, to see that the people of Israel are rising. You know, they say sometimes it takes a tragedy to unite everybody. And in Israel's case, they've been divided for this whole past year fighting amongst each other. It took this tragedy to bring all of Israel together, for all of them to say, Am Israel Chai, for all of them to stand together and say, we're going to fight for our country. We're going to stand up for Israel. We're going to come together as one soul, one country, one unit, one government, and stand up against our enemies because we know God is on our side. So you know what? It's encouraging to see the unity in Israel that we are seeing right now. It is encouraging to know that America is heading into an election, and I believe God's hand is on America and on Israel. We just have to hold the faith and keep on fighting and believing that that nothing will happen without God willing it, and we can be a willing participant in bringing about good into this world and fighting evil. And that's why I encourage everyone to... Put your hold your head up high, uh, pray. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and God is going to protect His people, and the right will always win. Amen. And remember, listeners, as Brigitte has advised us throughout this discussion, pray and act. We are the hands and feet of God. He uses us to uh, fulfill His will. So seek and do His will. And one of the ways is, again, to go to actforamerica.org. There's a lot of ways to get involved. There are things you can do to make a difference for the good. Well, thank you so much for being my guest, Brigitte Gabriel. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July. L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information and please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.